What is up, guys? Welcome back to Come At Me Bro. This is episode 27. I'm one of your hosts, Joey, joined alongside Drew. Does anyone else have deja vu? And Tyler. I saw Plinko in the NBA semifinals. Did you guys see that? Plinko? Yeah. Like the little chip like, that you drop down the little mountain like thing? Bounce, yeah. bounce, bounce. Everyone holds your breath. Where's it going to go? <laughs> Game over. Yes, Kawhi Leonard. Yes, I did see that, and that was pretty cool. Uh, I saw a replay. The, I saw replay too, but you can still say you were there, kind of, for replays. I was aware of it happening, yeah. Um, but that was a, I mean, that was a miraculous sh- shot uh, that he had had, and it was literally a Plinko shot. I mean, Joe, you've seen the prices, right? Right? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it literally fell like a Plinko going into a $10,000, I don't know, what do you call it, hole? What yeah, do, we what, can say hole. Yeah, what, yeah. What do you call the plinko at the end of it's it? It's kind of like a slot, I would say. A slot. There you go. I like that idea. It doesn't go into a hole. It's not like a golf ball. It's it's a it's a slot. So it goes in a ten thousand dollars slot. In this case, it was game over slot, and Toronto wins. The dinosaurs prevail. And Jurassic a huge Park. win too. Kawhi has played out of his mind this series. Incredible. And I feel like that really just summed up the way he's played through the series. Them taking down the Sixers too, four to three. I mean, this was a game that I feel like all three of us were kind of split on. I want to say I actually had Philly and Tyler had Toronto. I don't remember who you picked, Drew. But either way, I think we thought it was going to go long. I think Tyler actually thought it was going to be a little bit shorter. Um, but Drew and I were thinking six, seven games. And it it capitalized. It went seven games. Kawhi Leonard showing why he should move on. I think they're going to have a tough time against the Bucks next round, though. I'm kind of excited for that. I like the, I like the Kawhi versus the Greek freak. I feel like the Bucks though just have so much more advantage, have much better. Not even much to do with, with the Greek freak, but it's just a literally a one man show with Kawhi. You take Kawhi out of any of those games, even the losses, they don't even keep it close. Um, Kawhi's been averaging thirty seven points per game, at least, and he's been the LeBron of the Eastern Conference Finals. He's he is the new LeBron of the of the Eastern Conference, without a doubt. I can't think of anyone else who has put up numbers. And is just so cool and collective, and brings it every single game. Like no matter what the game is, he his job is. He feels like his job is on the line. And so he is the new LeBron of the Eastern Conference Finals. I do love. And the key with play. me with Leonard as well is just his defensive side of the ball too. Like not only is he scoring these crazy amount of points every game, but he's also getting steals. He's also getting blocks. He's putting himself in the position he needs to be on on defense as well, which I think really makes him a two-tone player compared to a lot of these other stars. LeBron in the Eastern Conference. Defense, offense. The guy has definitely worked on his three-point because when he was in San Antonio, he was defense. He, he was a defensive player, and all he... Um, was in the system, and now he's become his individual player uh, that NBA players are meant to be. So, um, or ha- or have been becoming. And you know, with San Antonio, it was a team, 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 and now it's become a look at me. It's it's the KL show, the Kawhi Leonard show. Okay, Drew, you're drafting a team right now. Are you taking LeBron James or are you taking Kawhi? Right now. Yeah, right now. Obviously, LeBron not playing in the playoffs, so Kawhi has a little bit of an advantage. But overall, both these players looking at them and the level they played out this season, who do you take on your team? Well, if it's like moving forward, I'm taking 
Kawhi just because he's younger. Um, LeBron's still going to have a few really great years left in him, plus a few above average years where he's still better than most everyone in the NBA. But he's, he's his days are numbered, and Kawhi's days are just really, really, really getting going. And I think he's going to be one of those players that's in the league for a very long time. You know, he's a he's a Dirk Nowitzki kind of guy. He's going to play till he's 40-something because he can adapt his game as, as he goes. Um, I'm not saying that one-on-one Kawhi would beat LeBron, but I'm saying as a general manager, I'm building my team around Kawhi at this point. Tyler, same question to you. Oh, I got LeBron. I mean, who who LeBron's the best player in the world. If we haven't made that clear already, LeBron is the best player in the world. I said Kawhi is the best player in the Eastern Conference, but I'm taking LeBron. The guy's still, I mean, I'll take LeBron five years from now. Um, he's the greatest player. No, without a doubt. I mean, yes, he didn't do very well, and that's because the team around him sucks. Um, and I knew that from the beginning and had a lot of pressure on him. But now that, you know, unless unless the Lakers trade everyone away, um, I think LeBron was looking forward to the Western Conference, and he got a big surprise in the Western Conference of just how good the Western Conference teams are compared to playing in the peewee of NBA. Because that's what literally he played in was the peewee of the NBA in the Eastern Conference. I mean, I feel like part of LeBron's plan, too, is to build that team because he didn't really have any of the players he wanted. He got a few in this season. But overall, it's going to take some time to really build the team the way he wants it to be. Um, He's going to have a lot of say on that. We already know the people are buying in. The organization is buying in. If he stays in L.A., he's going to shape that team. So I'm with Tyler on this one. I think I still take LB, at least for a while. With that being said, I think, Drew, you make a great perspective. Kawhi being younger is going to have more talent as we go down the road. He's going to last longer, most likely, pending crazy injuries. So for that reason, Kawhi is not a bad pick. But LeBron, he delivers on the court. He's done it for year after year after year. He's done it with good players around him. He's done it with bad players around him. Obviously, the Western Conference is a wake-up for him. He hasn't really played over there. I think he does pick it up next season, and that looks a lot cleaner. I don't think he's ever missed the playoffs, has he, before this season? I believe he uh, I think it's first year, rookie year. But who's LB? LeBron. LeBron. I know, but who says LB? They either say LBJ or King James. Come on. Yeah, well, me, we're James. a little closer. Me and LeBron, we're a little closer. I call oh, him Lee Lee yeah, and LB. You got that insight, huh? Yeah, man. <laughs> Oh he is a very talented human being, and he did very well. Moving over to that western side, wait. we have the Golden State Warriors. Yes, sir. Before we uh, before we switch over, wait, there, wait, don't tell me. Uh, I love that show. Um, I want to look at the uh, the losers of that series in Philadelphia. Um, mm. big time losers. There's a lot of rumors flying around that the coach could be in trouble there. Uh, the owner did last year say that they had to get further in the playoffs this year based on their roster and the fact that they've got, I think, three guys that are going to be unrestricted free agents this summer. And they did technically make it farther. They made it two games farther. Uh, They made it to game seven instead of going out in game five. Uh, But is is their season a disappointment to you all? Did they underachieve? Is this about as far as they were meant to go? Is this this a coaching problem? Is this just still the talent not meshing? I mean, that, that... that starting five they had at the end of the year only played 25 total games together. Is is this a coaching issue? Do they need to make a change there? They lost in a Plinko shot. 
when you lose on a plinko shot, you better have, you know, you didn't get swept. You kept it, you know, you kept it together and you lost on a plinko shot. You don't, you don't get fired because of that. I mean, just like you said, they only played 25 games together and, you know, they were able to do well in the playoffs and go pretty far. But when it's, when Kawhi Leonard is this hot, you know, it's, you might as well be playing against LeBron. Yeah, I mean, Tyler, our top so, analyst over I, here, I, said Toronto was going to slash them in this I series. I don't see them uh, firing anybody. Yeah, I don't think you should either, to be completely honest. I mean, it's still a young team. Like I said, Tyler really thought Toronto was going to slash them in this series, like a huge raptor claw, and it obviously didn't happen. They went seven games and it ended on this Plinko shot we're going to token it as. Um, so overall, I think the 76ers still have the talent. They still have the perspective. I really don't think a coaching change is needed yet. I think it's just more time with that lineup, like you said, Drew, getting some of that to mesh together more. They also had some injuries throughout the season that I think played into it as well. I think have this squad healthy, have this squad with a little bit more experience under them, the 76ers team can go farther than they did. All right, I can agree with that. Okay, uh, I want to jump over to the West, but we can quickly preview the East. We have Milwaukee and Toronto. We talked about it a little bit. Who do you guys see coming out of this one, Tyler? Uh, I really think Milwaukee is just has the firepower. I think you can't rely on one player at this point in the unless you're LeBron James and unless Kawhi somehow has a miraculous series as he did against uh, Philadelphia. I just think the Greek Freak and his and his boys are just they're gonna wipe off the floor with Toronto um, because you can't you can't survive just on one player. It takes one injury of Kawhi to make that whole series become a no-show and you might as well just say bucks here's the eastern here's the uh here's the nba championship what do you call it the nba finals go here's your here's your ticket nba yeah. finals um so to me it's it looks like bucks are going to get it in in six or five drew uh I kind of want to argue just because it's fun, but I don't. I'm not sure there's a lot to argue about here. I I, I have to agree. The Bucks are a more complete team, um, even in games where you know the, where Giannis was was not his best and wasn't scoring as many points as usual. He had guys that picked up the slack for him. Um, they can survive an injury a lot better than like the Raptors could. Um, they can survive an off game by one of their stars a lot better than the Raptors could. I think the Raptors are a little more than just one player, but they definitely rely more on on one player than the Bucks do, which is hilarious to say because the Greek Freak is like you know top five in every major statistical category, but they can play without him if they have to. Um, this just kind of feels like their year uh, in the East. I mean they. They really have just had control of it all year long. They've they've come up big in a lot of big games, and they put themselves in this position that they they deserve to move on. And um, I think it's interesting that you know they're they're so far north. Uh, it's really not much of a distance between them and Toronto. So I think I think that'll be interesting to see that there won't be like a time change that's gonna have an impact on the series or any of those things. It's really just gonna come down to basketball, and I think the they just play better basketball. Uh, I'm going to take Milwaukee in this one. I think it's honestly going to be a clean 4-2. Like Tyler said, Kawhi is great, but he's not going to be able to carry the team at this level of competition. The Greek freak and the supporting cast are just going to be too strong for him. 4-2 Milwaukee for me. Okay, what's a clean What's a clean 4-2 mean? 
Clean 4-2 means it's not going to be that messy, baby. It's going to be a 4-2 victory in favor of Milwaukee. The Bucks are going to rear their horns and smack those Raptors around. He's using his clean sweep, but a clean 4-2? The different factor here is it's me talking. I'm a, I take a peculiar, a peculiar approach to things, and you know... I just if you throw a little Windex on there, anything can be clean in my are opinion. Are you are you are you trying to make references of like um, uh, video gaming or anything of that? Does that matter? Is that like uh, video no? Game I, term? I'm gonna call it. Let's token it a Joeyism. Joeyism because we need a lot of those. Yeah, Joey, we do. <laughs> I, I gotta start. I gotta start recording this so I I know what a Joeyism is. Yeah, write um, them down. Dictionary time. Did you guys see? Speaking of uh, video games, did you guys see Overwatch was on ABC? Oh, I just no. lit this up in the last thing. <laughs> I did not see that. I was getting yeah, a headache. So... <laughs> I was getting a headache so... <laughs> watching it. I had no idea what was going on. I had to protect my child's eyes yeah. before he'd explode because of all the flashing lights and no idea what's going on. That, okay. that, that my friends, is not a clean sweep <laughs> of seeing that bombardment of nonsense on the TV. Okay, it was terribly done. So quick little segment for those of you who watch esports as well. So Overwatch did one of their semifinal playoff matchups on ABC on Or just watch cable television. And then they did their final on Sunday. Okay, Overwatch in general is not a good game for the casual public, in my opinion. There's way too much going on, especially with the camera angles they choose. I just lit this up for a good 15 minutes on our last podcast. Uh, ding. <laughs> on What's the that called? Podcast. What's that called? The Level called? Up Podcast. Hey, Ding, ding. Um, yeah, I was not a big fan of this. The other thing I think they did so poorly was they did not cater it to casual audiences. If you're going to take it from a Twitch to an ABC, you have to explain what's going on. You need to break it down for those casual viewers that are just tuning in. Otherwise, you just get crazy hate mail, and that's what they're going to end up getting for it. Okay, Western Conference, while we tune things back over. Wait, over wait, there. wait. Sorry, sorry. I want to I wanted to go over one more thing. Uh-huh. Um, what is the best game to watch then on TV? I think Rocket League is the best game to introduce on something like ABC. You uh, want to get something with strong ties to traditional sports. A Rocket League brings on soccer. Anyone can watch it. Your grandmother can watch it. Obviously, there's flying and different things going on you need to explain, but anyone can get the concept that a ball goes in a goal and you get a point. Overwatch League, there's, it's, there's so much going on that it's hard to determine what a point is for a casual viewer, even a casual gamer in that sense. So for me, something like Rocket League would do much better in that spot. At least for now. Okay, Drew, we are making our way to the Western Conference. The Golden State Warriors took down Houston 4-2, and Portland took down the Denver Nuggets 4-3. I believe you and Tyler both picked the Nuggets. I picked Portland in that one, and I believe all three of us had Golden State advancing over the Rockets. Uh, So now we have Golden State and Portland in the finals. I like this Portland team a lot. I think they have a lot of talent. I do not think they have enough to overcome Golden State. It's another one-man show with Lillard, so... They're not going to get very far. Denver was going to have a better chance than Lillard and his boys. So I would totally think that uh, even if KD's out, Thompson could be out, and um, or Curry could be out for that matter. You know what? All three of them could be out, and he'd still sweep Portland. You're going sweep, yeah. I'm going wow. sweep. I'm going sweep. Okay, so you are calling a 4-0 for Golden State. I'm calling a 4-2 in favor of Golden State. Drew, what was your prediction again? Another clean sweep, (laughs) 4-2. Yeah, buddy. Okay, so Golden State, Milwaukee, uh, all of us taking it. Who wins that series? Tyler, go first. Of course you're going to pick me. Uh, 
Golden State. I don't gonna know go who with, I would pick. Golden State's going to go three in a row. I mean, it's a, it's a no-brainer. They have the ability. I think it's going to be a much more exciting series if Milwaukee wins. If Toronto ends up winning this series for some reason, it's going to it it's going to be a blowout for Golden State because they can't. They just Kawhi can't do it all. Drew. <sighs> and it's probably going to be the Warriors again. Um, it makes me sad to say that because, like, I, I'm tired of them winning so much. But at the same time, they play great basketball. Like, it's it's not like LeBron winning the finals all the time, just carrying them on his back. They do great things that are fun to watch. Like, you get to watch real basketball with them. Yeah, they shoot a lot of threes. And you can argue how if you like that as part of basketball or not, but they do a lot more than that. They play defense. They make incredible passes. So they're fun to watch. So it's okay that they're going to win. I just would be okay with some parody. It would be fun for the the Bucks and the Greek Freak to to get to put those rings on. It'd be fun, yeah. but I mean, this this is how the NBA works now. It's all about the threes. It's how it's how the NFL has changed from now from running game defense to a passing game. Yep. So it. I mean, it's just how it's how games change. Yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate, though, and I agree with Drew on that. It's kind of dull seeing the same team win over and over. We see it with Golden State. We've seen it with New England in the past as well in the NFL. I would love to see an upset, but I think that also kind of drives that rivalry as well. When you have those casual fans who don't have a team and maybe who don't even watch as much NBA, they'll buy into the Bucks of Toronto just so they can upset Golden State. Uh, assuming they get past Portland here. So for me, I'm going to go Golden State as well. I do think it'll be a decent series. I'm going to go 4-2. I hope it goes 4-3, or I just hope Milwaukee wins it overall, to be completely honest. But I do think Golden State wins this one 4-2. I think they're actually going to go 4-2 across the board this year. Clean sweep again. A clean 4-2. Now, are they going to win both their games in Milwaukee or or one of them in Golden State? Uh, I think they'll go one and one, to be honest. I think Milwaukee's a strong enough team they can do that. I think it is going to be a wake-up call for them to go to the West, though. If any team can really make it in the West, I feel like it's Milwaukee compared to the rest of the Eastern teams right now. At the same point, it is going to be a wake-up call. The West is so much better than the East right now. Milwaukee might have the best, the most wins throughout the whole NBA. I want to say they're at they're like two or three wins. What are they? They're at 60 wins throughout the season, 57 for the Warriors. So they do have the most wins. But again, the conference difference there is huge. The West being so much stronger. So for me, Golden State, 4-2. Yep, I agree. Okay, Drew, let's take a little dip over into the Premier League because we have our Premier League champions, and you know I want to touch on this topic. Uh, Man City is the returning, the repeating, the once again champions of the Premier League, winning for their second year in a row. Uh, they won 4-1 over Brighton to lock it up with Liverpool winning. Uh, the, in the second-place spot, Liverpool winning. Who did they play this? I cannot find them on this standings thing. Uh, Wolves. They beat Wolverhampton 2-0. So both yeah. the top two teams winning. Man City did end up on top with points by one point as well, though. So a huge end there for Man City. I think one of the best seasons we've seen in the Premier League overall, to be completely honest. 
98 points to Man City, 97 to Liverpool. The next in third place is Chelsea at 72, the Spurs at 71. Uh, Spurs and Liverpool both representing in the Champions League final as well. I believe this is one of the only times we've seen two English teams in the Champions League Cup final as well. So English Premier League soccer just really killing it right now. Fox has bought into them over in the uh, really the American region. They've streamed it so much more every Saturday on Fox. Uh, they've been streaming Sunday games as well when they happen. So the fact that we see more American channels buying into the English Premier League, we see the English Premier League now doing very well on the Champions League stage as well, upscaling some of the big Italian teams like Juventus and Inter Milan, as well as Barcelona and Real Madrid over in the Spanish League. So I'm stoked about this. I think English soccer is getting better and better. And the fact that Man City and Liverpool are playing at the level they did this past season, I think will encourage the other teams, the Arsenals, the Spurs, the Chelsea, uh, Manchester United, all of these other teams right below them to really up their difficulty, to buy more players, spend more money, but also to really up their tactics. And we've seen it a lot throughout the English Premier League. Well, and the, the Spurs probably could have challenged more this year, but they had some of the worst injury luck right. that you'll see in, in soccer. And that's why, honestly, I was amazed that they were able to move on in the Champions League. Like, it should not have been even possible since they were missing their two best strikers. Um so that that already you know gives you high hopes for them that for for like you said for English Premier League soccer in general that they were able to to do that, uh, but I I don't follow soccer closely. You all have heard me say that time and again. Um, but I always get into it around this time of year when there's competitions picking up and things are happening. I know we've got a, a new guy at work who's a hardcore Liverpool fan. So the last couple of weeks have been pretty fun anyway. Um, and so after talking with him, I was looking into this more, and this this scoreline, this this final points, it's incredible because before this year, only one team had ever scored more than ninety five points, and that was Man City last year. And so now you've got two teams in the same year sco- scoring over ninety five points, and this difference of one point, I, it's it's amazing, and it, it you're right, it, it speaks volumes for what this competition is, and. I think you guys are going to have to be a little worried about Liverpool next year. Yeah, no, I think Liverpool is very up and coming. The other teams that we didn't mention that I honestly think are ones to watch out for, they still got some time ahead of them. But Leicester City has a really strong coach, and I think they have a really good philosophy behind that team. Um, well, they won the league, what, three years ago? Yeah, it's Two been a couple ago? years ago they took City down, yeah. Uh, but very talented team, Brendan Rodgers, great coach there. West Ham United has Man City's old coach, Manuel Pellegrini. Uh, they finished in the 10th spot. I actually think they moved top seven next year as well. Uh, Man U, oof, Man U, uh, that's my rival. But they're not doing that great. Uh, Arsenal, another talented one. Tottenham really making noise in the Champions League this year. They led the table in the Premier League for quite a bit of the season, but they ended up falling. A lot of that due to that Harry Kane injury about halfway through. Uh, Chelsea, not super impressed, but they're another team that has always seemed to be around in that top five region, so... I think the Premier League is just going to get better and better as we go, but Man City and Liverpool are really the cream of the crop this year. Or Fulham. Yeah, is Fulham even in the Premier still? They are. They're Oh, they're relegated. <laughs> they just got relegated. <laughs> there they are. I mean, Hello. For, the, for those who don't know what relegation means, that means they get demoted to like the B League, um, and it's what they should do at the NBA. <laughs> or MLB. Or MLB. Uh, more, yeah, more NBA, though, because they're just – you can stack teams, and that's what I mean. That's what we've done with the English Premier League. I don't even know what the league below it's called. Uh, the English Championship League. Even better. Championship <laughs> sounds so much, so much better than Premier. 
I'm pretty sure it's the Championship League. Let me just confirm that while we go. The ECL. Yeah, I'll be spreading your lies. English. Yeah, we don't spread lies here at Komami, bro. Fact check. That's right. We have English. Cha uh, the EFL. Uh, English Football <laughs> English League football Championship. League. Excuse me. Uh, so very close, but slightly off. English. What, what would you league call the second league for the NBA? And don't say the G League. I would call it the Eastern it's Conference. The D League. Ooh. <laughs> hey Got him. Got him. I think a better, probably a better comparison for Americans is college football. You've got the FBS, the Bowl Series, and then you've got the FCS, the Championship Series. Um, and you have some FBS teams who can't even compete with FCS teams, and you have FCS teams who could probably beat most of the FBS teams. So probably more something like that. Yeah, but no one gets relegated. No, they don't, but they don't in the NBA either. I'm just if you want a, a good comparison that's a little easier to understand, teams switching. You see teams move up and down in the NCAA as far as football goes from one to the other. You know, Appalachian State used to be FCS and then they've moved up and they've been really successful. I mean, relegation in general is just such a hard system to work around. Like franchise owners hate it. Like they love the mm. fact that it's so lucrative in the Premier League or the major league of whatever sport we're talking about. But when you drop down, the cutoff and the money difference is huge. And then you have to restructure salaries or if you already signed long-term contracts, depending how those contracts are written, you might have to pay players more. And then you lose players to bigger teams because of contract differences. And your sponsorship deals go down. Your ticket sales go down. Like, it, it's it's very difficult for Called franchises being an to owner. deal with that. It is. But if you look at the American philosophy, I don't think you get owners to buy into that philosophy. How would you get American owners to buy into that philosophy? I really don't think you would. I mean, it's you're going to get owners maybe like a Robert Kraft or someone who knows they're willing to splash so much cash that they're going to finish high anyway. But other than that, I just I really think it's going to be so difficult to do in the American system. Uh, and especially if you look at the luxury tax stuff, like the Yankees, they really could care less about luxury tax. They just pay whatever. Same thing with Man City, Liverpool, Chelsea, all these other teams up here at the top of the Premier League. They're willing to spend a ton of cash to do it. And I just I don't see American owners, at least compared to the English and the European culture of being okay with ties, Americans just don't do ties very well. And I really don't think they'd be okay with giving themselves a good shot at being moved down. I mean, I mean it's not a huge shot, depending on the size of the league. Our leagues are a little bit bigger. We're, what, around 32 teams for the NFL, if I remember correctly. So Yeah, they're all right around 30. Right, for, so I mean, you're a little bit leagues. bigger, so I guess the percentage goes down unless you expand the number of teams that get relegated. But it's just, there's so much money in a lot of American sports as well. Like soccer, your equipment costs and all that is so much less. Football, there's just so much equipment cost that goes into it. And if your return it almost gets cut in half, I would say, jumping down to a minor league, it's really just not worth paying for all that equipment. Well, in the minor league, you'd play two-hand touch. Hmm. Or but then flag. you still bought the equipment if you were relegated. Well, no, you just use that equipment later. When you, whenever but they, you uh... They tried a minor league for the NFL this year, and it didn't work because the NFL Players Association wasn't willing to let any of their players go to that league. Yeah. So I think that already proves that money talks. But once again, this would be best in the NBA, not the NFL. That's true. Fair enough. But even in the NBA, do you? I mean, okay, the sport-wise, the money is definitely easier to translate in the NBA, but do you see NBA owners that have had franchises for years buying into a relegation system? No, it's never. It's, it's never been given the idea. No one's ever brought the idea. The owner, the owner, uh, is trying to get girl referees to play or to to ref. I mean, 
he he is thinking outside the box, but I don't know if it's ever even brought to his attention of, hey, what if you did a relegation instead of a G League for Gone with the Wind? Why don't you bring a B League? And, you know, then it makes, and then it makes, you know, people who want to tank, it doesn't get them to tank. You don't have the Sixers. But those are so different, too. Like, the G League is a minor league system. It's not a completely different league. I, I know. Like, I understand. A yes. franchise wouldn't yes. have both like that. It's almost yes. like an academy system. I, I feel like the only way it works in the U.S. is if you come up with a new sport and build it out of that from the beginning. Like esports. Yeah, just not how Americans think. Yeah, esports, they actually did it. They had relegations in esports, and then they switched over to franchising because the American culture did not like because the money. Lack of, yeah, money. Because when teams got relegated, you lost tons of contracts, you lost tons of sponsorship money, and they said, hey, if we're going to stick around in this league, we need it to be franchised. So actually, eSports got rid of it, I believe it was two years ago at this point. I know, yeah, that's when Lowell did it. Yeah, so uh, I just, I really don't see it happening. Europeans are just so much more accepting of it. And even the European League said, hey, with eSports, we want franchising. So I think they're just starting to learn, like, the English Premier League's just been around for so long and it's been built into the culture that I think it lasts because of that. But other right. than European leagues, I just I don't see this working that well. I love I the concept personally. Now. But like from a viewer, I love the concept. I love the idea that people have to yeah. work hard to earn their spot or they get moved back and then they have to work their way back up to show that they're one of the top 20 teams. But we're spectators. We're not the ones investing tons of our money. We might buy a jersey here or there, some game tickets here or there. But overall, we're not investing tons and tons of money into a team that could lose half half of its value at the end of the season, pretty much. Yeah, that'd be crazy. Okay, guys, anything else to touch on in the Premier League? And then we can probably wrap this episode up. I think that pretty well does it. Poor Fulham. Yeah, poor (laughs) Fulham. Not too good. Uh, I do want to give a quick shout-out to Albert Pujols, who's hit his 2,000th RBI. Uh, for Major League Baseball. Huge congratulations to Albert out there. He's had a few slower years as of recently, but he did make his mark at that 2K mark for RBIs. Steroids. Um, <laughs> Boy. I think, yeah. It, it, he won't go in the Hall of Fame. Um, yeah, he will. Uh, he's been too far removed from it at this point. Like He's been playing long enough after it all hit that I think people will, will kind of forget about it. Yeah, steroids will get him. <laughs> cheater bunch of cheaters to the Patriots they them too yeah what the Buffalo Bills right. no but Bills never cheat uh, yeah they, they don't yeah it enough. shows <laughs> it shows yeah see gosh <laughs> what were you saying Ty I don't know let's wrap it up (laughs) okay guys let's wrap it up on that one you can find us on twitter at camb podcast hit us up on there direct messages tweets anything we'd love to read them on the show you can also email us if that's your preferred way of communication at camb podcast at otnmedia.org last but not least check out our patreon patreon.com forward slash otn we're adding some exciting things coming in we have a few deals being worked out that are going to add to that as well Uh, most recently we've added a few emotes to our twitch channel so check out our live streams on there as well as discord where those emotes are available as well oscar and danny are back
This podcast is part of the Overtime Network. Get more at OvertimeNetwork.com.